Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your Mindset Coach today. And today we're going to be talking about how to understand your why. Now this is going to be tied into your purpose, your passion, all of those different things that are associated with each other. Last week we talked about the process of manifestation and how we build from there. And then we got into my two prior guests that were high performance coaching and we were getting into the realm of high performance and just getting a conversation going on the aspect and the ideology of being a high performer or being a peak performer or seeking higher potential. Those are going to be, again, the starting points, the tools to get ready to build what we want to build. So we are manifesting what we want. We are learning how to be the peak performers that we should be the tips and the tricks and all the things that we need to understand in order for that to happen and occur in our life. Then we get into today's episode and that is understanding our why. And to be honest, most people don't even know their why. Most people don't even know why they're here. I touched on it last week very gently, very lightly, but today we're going to be diving deep into it because it's important to understand how to find our why and why it is important. All right, everyone, if you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and share the video and your audio to help build a community of like-minded individuals with a growth and strong mindset. So today, we're going to be learning how to find and understand why, but in order to do that, we are going to be breaking it down into four simple steps for us to follow. And those four steps are going to be, number one, self-reflection, number two, identifying patterns, number three, experiment, and four, seek feedback. If you're familiar with last week's episode, I hinted at this because this is what high performance is. Our why, our passions, and what we strive to be is essentially what makes us want to be high performers. There's a reason why we wake up every morning and it's not because we're not tired anymore. We have a purpose. We have to get up. We have to go to work. We have to make the bread. We have to go provide for our family maybe. Maybe we have kids waking us up. They're hungry. We have to feed them. Maybe we have parents who are elderly. We need to go take care of them. Maybe we have a dog or a pet that needs to be walked or taken care of or fed or given water. We give ourselves responsibilities. We find a purpose to wake up. Because if there was no purpose for us waking up, guess what we would do? We would stay in bed. And some people do. Some people are in that state of depression or in that state of mind. They say, you know what? I'm not getting out of bed. This is where I'm going to stay. And they do. And there's nothing wrong if they're in that state of mind. But we want to get out of that depressed state, out of that singular state, out of that complacent and comfortable state, maybe uncomfortable state. And we want to find our purpose, our passion, our why. How do we do that? And these four steps are going to be breaking it down right now. But I wanted to talk to you about this blog really quickly. And then I'm going to be breaking down in the podcast is that in this blog, we go into it. As you can see, every single part has its own section. And it's important that you understand the sections. It's not so much of understanding the concept of the section, because if you don't understand what these sections are, you're going to implement it incorrectly. For example, self-reflection, you might just simply say, I'm in a bad place right now. You know, I looked at my life. Oh, I'm in a bad place. What does that mean? self-reflection. So it's important that you know what self-reflection is. Two, identifying the patterns. What patterns are we identifying? We have to be clear on what that means. In the blog, we are very clear on what identifying patterns is. 
Then we are going to experiment with what we find, and then we're going to seek feedback. So three and four are self-explanatory. But number one and number two, I would read those two paragraphs. But let's get into the breakdown right now. So when we look at the four steps that I just said, right, seeking reflection, identifying patterns, experimenting, seeking feedback, those patterns right there are going to be the core to finding our why. It can be as simple as one day you just know that this is your why, and it could be as difficult as you need to get coaching, you need to find a mentor that, hey, this is your why, I'm telling you what you need to be doing. Even though someone can tell you, it doesn't mean you're going to listen, you might be stubborn, you might not want to admit it yet. I kind of knew my why when I was in sixth grade, but yet I ignored it until I was 29. Yes, I was doing my why but I wasn't clear on my why because it wasn't made aware of me. I liked it. It felt good to me, but there was something that I needed. I needed a mentor. I needed someone ahead of me. This guy's retired. Big head honcho guy. This is what you need to be doing after speaking with you. You only spoke to me for about maybe an hour or two on the phone, a little bit of text messaging, emails. Then we had lunch. There he knew exactly what I needed to do. I was not asking myself the deep questions. I wasn't doing the self-reflection. I was making a lot of movements. I was making some progress, yes, but I was just doing a lot of movements. I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I'm worried about everything I have to do rather than what needed to be done. So I didn't ask myself the meaningful questions that I should have been asking. So self-reflection is asking those meaningful questions. A couple of those meaningful questions that are in the blog are going to be, well, what makes you happy? Million dollar question. My brother asked this question to me when I was 22, 23 in college still. Yeah, I had girls, I had money, I had the things that I thought would make me happy. But when someone asked me that question, I questioned if I knew that question, if I could answer it properly. Well, was I happy? Long story short is happiness is not so much of a destination or being able to do something or have something. It's a journey. So I wasn't appreciating the journey. I wasn't being present. So was I truly happy at that moment in my life? Yes, I was taken care of. Maybe I was a high performer. Yeah, I had some of the highest grades in my school. But yet, was I happy? And it wasn't so much of just being a high performer, being a peak performer. It was I needed something else. And the something else was not what I was told. So I had to ask more questions. And another question you can ask yourself is, well, what do you value in your life? Now, this is a question that's going to be personal to you. If you're a guy, do you value success or do you value family? Million dollar question. Because some guys are going to say, I value success. Some guys are going to say, I value family. There is an order you can follow that makes having a family easier. If you value success first, you can have a good, strong family because you're not worried about finance. If you value family first, you can find your why and be motivated to reach success. Just saying. Which one do you value? Either or is going to give you the same results. How you do it is just different. It's just reversed. Do you give yourself the reason and the purpose first or do you wait until after you achieve what you were going for? Do you give yourself the purpose to maintain what you were essentially going after initially? It's all a mindset. You work on your passions, but then again, passions are going to be one of those things that are going to be momentarily things, right? You might enjoy going out with your friends. You might enjoy doing karaoke or playing guitar, but then you find that, you know what? I like playing piano now, or I like going to the movies now, 
or I like going to the beach now, going for walks or flying kites, whatever. So passions can change. So your passion is maybe part of your why, but it's not essentially rooted in why you do the things you do. It can help you take more action. For example, for me, I was a music teacher. And the reason why I became a music teacher was because I enjoyed guitar. A passion of mine was guitar. But my passion wasn't teaching music or my purpose wasn't teaching music. To be honest, I never even had to have to teach music in order to have the life that I have now. Now, I learned a lot in my teaching career teaching music, but I didn't have to have it. I could have just been a teacher in third grade, fifth grade, whatever grade. But me doing music, I will tell you the benefit that I got from teaching music is that from kindergarten all the way up to the end of high school, I got to work with individuals at every stage of their developmental learning process. And that gave me the whole business plan for Revenue Concepts. I saw exactly how the school was teaching the kids. I saw exactly what type of kids were graduating from high school. And I said, you know what? This is going to be a million dollar business because we are having kids that are coming out broken. They don't know their purpose. They don't know their why. They don't have any passions. They just do things. So self-reflection is big. And then we get into identifying patterns. Now, identifying patterns can be as simple as looking at your life, journaling what you do on a day-to-day basis for about a month. After that time, you can see what you did, what you didn't do, et cetera, et cetera. And you might find that during that month, you spent a lot of time in the homeless shelter, feeding homeless people. That passion can maybe be your purpose, that you spent a lot of time helping people, right? Now, I will tell you the secret to life is service. You need to provide a service to people that gives fulfillment. People who make it big in the world and they don't have any gratitude toward what they do because they're not providing a service to people that is giving them fulfillment, they're going to find themselves at the end of life or on the top of the mountain peak alone, unhappy, and with a whole bunch of problems because they're missing that component there of service. So you might find that your purpose is service early on. Yet, you might not find that till later in life. And I mean, I have clients who come to me later in life who have achieved great success, but yet they fail to do the service part. They fail to understand the service part because maybe they do have service somewhere in their businesses, but they also fail to understand the idea of gratitude and fulfillment. How do they get that? So we just have to just apply some gratitude, apply some awareness. And then what happens is just that everything becomes cohesive again. They find happiness. They find joy. And then they find more meaning. Their purpose, maybe what they were doing, just now gives their job more meaning. Everything works out in the end for them. But we have to identify the patterns. So you might find that you enjoy playing guitar, that you enjoy talking to people, that you enjoy if you do makeup or you do hair or something like that. You might enjoy doing it. From there, that's when you say, you know what? I enjoy doing this so much. I'm going to make this my profession. I'm going to make this my career. But just because you step into it, it doesn't mean you're going to stay into it. I can't tell you how many people who get into hair become barbers and stuff like that, and they leave because, you know, clients are coming in with dirty hair or wet hair or nappy hair. It might be more work than what they want to do. Now, I will say when you have a purpose or why to why you do something, it's going to be more difficult to get rid of than a passion. For example, if you have kids, they're most likely your why why you wake up in the morning, or one of the main whys you have in your life. You're not going to just wake up one morning and say, you know, I don't want to go to work anymore, so my kids are not going to eat anymore, right? You're not going to say that. 
And if you do, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but that is just a mindset. So we give ourselves that why. I got to feed my family. I got to take care of them. I'll do whatever it takes for that to happen. So from there, we have our why. We have our purpose. It's not necessarily a passion of you going to work and loving what you do, but you do it for your family. So a pattern for you might be that you are working, 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 working. You have no time for yourself. You're burning out. You're working in a rat race. You're working paycheck to paycheck. That pattern can be detrimental to your success because you're not focused on what you want to be doing. You're focused on what is making ends meet for your why. Your why is your family. So we do have to be even more clear when we're doing that identifying the pattern parts. Because again, if we're identifying patterns that are not helpful to us, then we can say, you know what? These patterns are not helpful. Let me not do them anymore. So we don't. So we make some changes. People who don't identify their patterns are going to stay in that rut of just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's why they'll stay in a company 30, 40 years and they stay into that routine. They created a pattern, but that pattern did not influence their why or it did not define their purpose. Now, not saying you can't have a nine to five, still have a purpose and a why in the side and live a happy life. I'm just saying that the majority of people who are stuck in the nine to five, they're going to have a more difficult time finding their purpose, passions, and their whys because they're trying to make ends meet. Identifying your patterns should not be only about making ends meet. It should be figuring out what you want to do, what you like to do, and then how you can do what you like to do as work and get paid for it. Then we get into the final two. Now, the final two are going to be just quick ones. Three, experiment. This is going to be the scariest one of them all because you have to fail. You have to see what is good, what's not good. I was uh, doing business finance and accounting when I first started. I loved it. It was a passion of mine. But then I started working in business finance and accounting and I was in the whole corporate America by Lord. If I was one of those workers just for my whole life, now I understand why people jump off buildings. I would have lost it. So I said, for my sanity, I have to not do this. So I said, this is not good for me. I experimented with it, right? But I'm young. I can experiment. It didn't work. So I said, let me be a teacher. Be a teacher. I love it. I love every single day. Going into school every single day, I never was unhappy, unsatisfied. I always went in with optimistic thoughts and envision for my future. But I will tell you the key changing point in my life. Besides what happened in my personal life, there was a moment in the school where there was a teacher who was retiring, doing the same thing I was going to be doing. And I saw what he created. I saw what he built. I saw who he became. He was a good man. I said, do I want to be this man? And the answer was no, I did not want to be this man. I wanted to be more. Is there shame in being more than someone else? Is there shame in encouraging yourself to strive for more than the average person? There's no shame. There's going to be a lot of hard work ahead, but there is a realization that takes place. So I had to experiment with teaching in the school system. And I saw so many holes. I saw so many issues. And I saw the legacy that was built. And I said, this is not what I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. Teaching, again, is a great career but it wasn't the career I wanted my legacy to be. I experimented with it again. It wasn't what I wanted at the end. Then I got into coaching. And then I said, you know what? I want to build something. I didn't even know the name of the business. And I remember I was just going off of buddies, kind of 
saying all these names. It was like Michael's coaching business or Michael's mindset. And it was like always, no, 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 no. And then I finally said, Reverend Concepts. And he was like, yes. He didn't even know the reason why I said Reverend. Reverend is just never turned backwards. The idea was limiting beliefs and helping people with that. And I just talked to different people. And again, that right there was me experimenting with different careers. But going into four, I almost went into four by accident, is I started talking to different people. Those different people gave me feedback. Yeah, you're really good at this. You should be doing this instead of that. You need focus here instead of that. I looked at people who were ahead of me. I saw people who can see my life. I saw people who can see what I was doing. And when I first started, I mean, of course, you're nervous, right? You're starting a business. You're like, well, what am I doing? I never started a business before in my life. But yet you learn. Yet you grow. You get mentors. You figure out what needs to be done. And from there, you start to say, you know what? Now things are going well. But it didn't happen overnight. It was commitment on my end. The why has to be bigger than the fear of failure. The why has to be bigger than the pleasures you're going to get. You have to be hated by the whole world and still do your why because you know that's for you. And not a lot of people are going to do it because fear acceptance, because they don't want to be ridiculed or outcasted, whatever the mindset that they have within them. We need to relinquish what people think. Our purpose, our why, our passions are our stuff to work with. Not other people's stuff to work with, not other people's passions and not other people's whys and other people's purposes. They may have the same whys and purposes and passions, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be for us. So that means when we seek feedback, we don't just seek feedback on people saying what we do, but how we can be better in what we are doing. This is where a coach comes in. A coach typically has no qualms in what you want to do. I have no qualms in what people want to do. People come all the time and they, they tell me crazy. I'm talking about crazy stuff. And I'm like, well, it's crazy in my head. But then I say, you know what? It's so crazy that it might just work. This person is going to change the world. And I didn't think about that. It is not that I want their idea because I don't have that purpose. I don't have that why. So even if I try to replicate it, I couldn't have that same driver that they do. They are unique. We are unique. We all have a purpose. We all have a meaning. We can create meaning. How do we do it? And we have to begin with creating the foundation for us. And that begins with our why. So in closing, we're going to be looking at these four steps, how to find your why, your purpose, and your passions. Number one, self-reflection. Two, identify patterns. Three, experiment. And four, seek feedback. And in this blog, I go into detail in each of these steps. So I encourage you to check out the blog. The link will be in the description box below. You can also go to my website, hit the resources tab, head on the blog, and then you will find the most recent blogs right on top. And this blog, again, is called How to Find and Understand Your Why. So now that we have the foundation for understanding our why, it does not mean we're going to know our why all of a sudden. We do have to do number three, the experimenting part, because if we don't experiment, we don't really truly know what we want to do. Now, when my mentor told me what I should be doing my whole life, I had already experimented in different worlds and different fields. And when he said, this is what you should be doing, the only reason he said that 
was because I lit up. When you're talking about something you're passionate about, when something you want to have a purpose and a hand in, you're a different person. How you speak about it is different. Because if I was talking about garbage collection to someone, I would probably bore them out of their mind. But yeah, if I talked about passion, about educating and about teaching, about personal development and leadership, I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to, again, light that fire within people. No, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, nor do I want to be. But for the people who resonate with the message, with the mission, they're going to see that the purpose and the mission that they can create is going to be built on these four steps, built on the foundation from the last two weeks of the podcast, talking about high performance, talking about manifestation, talking about warrior mindset. We are getting into what is necessary for your growth, for your progress. We need to learn. Well, our why, our purpose, and our passion is going to be dependent on what we want to create, on what we want to do. And if you are uncertain on how to do it, even after this episode, I encourage you to go to revenconcepts.com, sign up for a consultation, sign up for a monthly membership, get yourself some coaching, get yourself on the right track because your purpose, your passions, and your why are all waiting for you. And there is going to be a process to it. It's not going to be a one and done type of thing. Yes, we can get lucky and find your purpose very quickly. But for most people, they have no idea what that is. So we do have to experiment. We do have to identify your patterns. And we do have to begin understanding more about yourself so you can bring your best self into the world. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingandsession at gmail.com. And I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone take care.